Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request Summer Series. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, in interviewing people, I found a lot of people that kind of run their own business. Uh, you know, you think of people like Leslie Bailey, who was on here, Lauren Carroll, Leah Carroll, uh, Elizabeth Clayton, so many people that I've had on here that run their own business. And I was wondering, like, what is that process? How do you get to that point? You know, you hear these stories of, oh, I was slumming and living on the streets and eating pizza out of the garbage can. And now I own New York. And you're like, wait, what? That's, that's crazy. What, how'd you do that? Um, and you don't really hear that in between, right? You hear A and Z, but you don't get the rest of the story. And that's where I wanted to dive in with people and find out, you know, like, when did they realize that they had a marketable skill or talent? And what did that transition look like? You know, like, what were your support systems between, uh, leaving your day job and, and starting this business and, you know, actually making a paycheck and then what kind of advice do they have? So this is great. I've learned so much and I'm, I'm very excited to pass this on to you guys. And these people are phenomenal. You're going to hear some familiar voices throughout the summer, uh, that you might recognize from some other episodes, but you're also going to hear some really new, unique, amazing voices and, and, and the things that they're doing. So I'm so excited to bring this to you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi, everyone. I'm Damla Aktikin. I'm an energetic wound healer, coach, writer. I help people healing with healing their energetic wounds. I want to start out uh, and kind of go back in time, as I, as I mentioned a little bit. So you were in management consulting. Well, let's go further back. Can we can we go even further back? <laughs> um, oh, much further. Yeah. Well, where sure. uh, where are you from originally? I grew where's up your... in Turkey. Okay, yeah. I was I was like, where's the accent from? I I don't know for sure. Um, and then I grew up in Turkey up until college, and then I moved to Germany for uh, my master's and then I completed my master's, my MBA in the US. Okay. And in Washington, in... DC. Oh, nice. And then you went into management consulting and engineering? Then I went, I studied engineering in Turkey and um, I actually switched right into business. And then right out of the uh, business school, I started working as a management consultant. Okay. So how long were you doing that before you were like, wait a second, I'm going to do this other thing. Instead. There are a couple of things along the way, but uh, first of all, when I first moved here, I moved as a, uh, as a student. Yeah. So for me to be able to stay in the U.S., I needed to work. So I didn't necessarily have an option or another option. So um, and I, I didn't even consider another option at the time I was working and I was living in this mental state where, um, everything that I did was mentally oriented. Yeah. I, you know, so I started working, uh, in a management consulting company that went on for about five years. Um, within that five years though, I, towards the end, I had a health crisis I found myself in the emergency room with incredible pain. Oh, no. And that was my, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that was my wake up point of, um, realizing that I, my existence doesn't just have to be above the head, above the neck, yeah. that I have a body, which led me to discover yoga and practicing um, yoga, which then led me to teaching yoga. Uh, but what happened there, Justin, which was funny, was as I was transitioning from 
living mentally to living in a body discovering that I had a body, uh, my company actually went bankrupt oh. around around that time. Good yeah. timing. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And around that time, my um, husband got uh, a green card. So then I was, it just sort of lined up yeah. so that I was able to switch to full-time yoga teaching. So that okay. was the first, first switch. And I did that. Um, full heart like i threw all of my being into yoga and if you look at my library here i was buying every book that i could find i was going to all the yoga classes the workshops trainings you name it um, i managed a yoga studio for a while and then i became a mom in 2012 which was another turning point where um i discovered <laughs> i hear that's what ahead. happens when you when you have a kid <laughs> things change a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. They came in uh, with full force in transforming you. And for me, what happened was all the strategies I had developed to date, whether they were mental or whether they were physical, being in the bodies, you know, practicing yoga, my breathing, none of that worked where I was <laughs> as a new one, which was this exhausted, like I couldn't even... Um, understand what was happening to my body it was a huge transition for me and it was a hard transition which then led me to discover all these other tools I started to work with um, and practice mantras I started to um, double into crystal healing EFT or emotional freedom technique tapping which is an acupressure tech uh, tapping technique so all of those um sort of very gradually pulled me out of the darkness. And um, for me, the turning point was, okay, I'm finding relief with all of these things and I want to share them. I want to share them in a way and I want to be useful and in service to people in some way. And that's that's uh, the same goal and the same uh, intention now. <laughs> yeah, that, and that, that's awesome. I, I don't think there's... I, 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 in some ways, I don't know if you can go wrong if your goal is to be of service. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if your goal is to help others, I think that's whatever you're doing, if that's the end goal, that's not a bad path to be on. Uh, I, I'm curious, though, and I just branch off. So I come from like a history of trauma. I'm I'm recovering alcoholic and, and addict and plethora of other stories. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, I, I heard you mention this in an interview, and I was curious about it. When you talk about EFT, um, are you familiar with EMDR? Yeah. So I did EMDR, but it was virtual. And so the eye movement thing wasn't really working that well. You know, you have to worry about the latency of the computer and everything because COVID. <laughs> and we so we did tapping instead, uh, and which worked amazing for me, it, like literally changed my life. Um, and I'm wondering if that has some of the same principles as the EFT, uh, because, I mean, for me, it was a butterfly cross and, and back and forth tapping up here. And that put me in that state of mind. Yeah. So I practice EFT tapping for myself and I, I teach. I have an online course called Introduction to EFT okay. Tapping. I um use it in my sessions with clients. I have to say I'm not as much familiar with EMDR. I okay. know of it, but I also know that it has to do with sort of reprogramming your brain, 
the inputs that you give to your brain. Whereas for me, EFT tapping is because our bodies are piezoelectric, which means you create an electrical charge when you touch and press your body. Okay. So these specific certain points, um, I imagine them sort of sending the signal of um, opening the any stuckness along the pathways and the highways of the body, the meridians as the, the Chinese medicine would call them. And there's something truly magical about it. I love that it's available to you anywhere that yeah. you are. I actually, I used to teach it to five to eight year olds as well as teenagers uh, before COVID in workshops. And it's extremely um, portable and it's extremely powerful for a very, very um, simple method. I mean, you can do a lot with it. You can just treat your physical symptoms. You can also work with your emotional body, your um, um, anything that's coming up as a vibrational pattern, as a as a belief that doesn't serve you anymore. You can work in, in shifting that. There's a lot that can be done with EFT tapping. And I'm glad okay. you you had a chance to try it. Yeah, the, yeah well, yeah, the, the tapping, um, it, it's just like creating that you know, it's, it's used, obviously, you know, it's used to like reduce anxiety too. Um, and then like just being able to tap into that kind of like calm, unconscious, but conscious mind. I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of how it worked for me. And, and it was really, I was wondering if there was similarities there that you could speak to, but I, I'm curious, generally speaking. So I would say I, w- I was very closed minded, uh, I mean, as much as like two years ago, right? Uh, before I before I started this podcast, I was very critical, and before I got sober, <laughs> I was very cynical. And, and 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 as I talk to people, and you know, I've never been a religious person, so I, I I just I went from a cynical mind to like tell me everything you know, like tell me how you how you got to this place, tell me how this stuff works for you, and I just I like kind of getting in all that information, but I'm curious. Is all of this stuff the 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 crystal healing, the energy healing, the everything that you do? Is this stuff that you learned in your thirties? Was there, like, did you grow up in a spiritual household? Were there things in your culture growing up that, like, planted a seed that then flourished later on in life? Um. Uh, I want to go in a couple different directions, but just to answer your question first, uh, yes and no. There was an element of my family isn't um, religious, although they are spiritual, I believe, at the heart. Um, The intuition part was always a part of it. Like just before I was about to take an exam, for instance, my grandmother would call us and say that she had a beautiful dream and that my exam would go beautifully and I would feel great. And, you know, who knows what started yeah. what, but, <laughs> but there was also, um, and my mom actually taught me how to read the Turkish coffee. Turkish coffee has the grains at the bottom and it makes yeah. these figures. And that was always a part of it, but it wasn't necessarily, both my parents are high school teachers, math and biology. It wasn't encouraged as a career path. Yeah. If, if you know, what yeah. I mean, but it is it is very much a part of life. Um, and um, for me, though, it was uh, like you said, in my 
30s, it was a journey of rediscovering. First of all, discovering that I was an intuitive empath in the first place. I didn't know that. I thought everything I felt was mine. It was a revelation to discover that I could feel like so much more than what's mine. I could feel other people's emotions and thoughts even. Um, And then it became... um, a journey, a decision to say, okay, I have lived without taking my intuition into account for so long and it's gotten me so far. How about I'm not, you know, I'm not going to throw away my logical side, my scientific mind or my business mind, but how about I open up to integrating it with anything else that might be available to me? Which brings me to the name of my business and website and blog is A Drop of Om. And um, my name in Turkish, Damla, means uh, water droplet. So that's a part oh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but more than that, um, here's the way I think of it. So we are, uh, if, if you go beyond the atomic level and beyond the subatomic, if you go to the quantum level, we are uh, actually, we're not solid there. We're moving particles, vibrating particles, strings of light that come in and out of existence in a probability cloud. That's what you are. You are, I mean, you do have a system. You you are like a drop of OM. And OM is the seed sound in Sanskrit, which is a seed sound is something that you can't translate. It's something felt, observed, experienced. And it symbolizes that oneness, that at this table, your microphone, me, you, everything on the very basic level is made up of vibrating strings of light. And if you look at that um, yourself as a drop of OM, you are swimming in a sea, in an ocean of OM. There's also source of vibration around us and that is all connected to each other and the responsibility comes um when you realize your drop of om is your domain to take care of and i work with what i call energetic wounds energetic wound just like you were discovering describing your trauma at the beginning anything um that leaves a mark on you yeah which is anything that's not life affirming or life uh, confirming is going to leave a physical and emotional energetic mark. So your job, your only job is to take responsibility of your soup, of your own and say, what is the way that I can take care of the needs? What is the way that I can tend to these wounds inside so that I can have a coherent, instead of like a roaring soup, (laughs) instead of a soup that is stale in one part and then maybe moving too much on the other, like a more coherent soup so that the vibration that I give out into the world is Um, as clear as possible. So that's your responsibility. And my job as a healer to help you move through any stuck places that you're not able to move through yourself. I love, uh, I love that you brought up the, like the uh, quantum realm in a way, right? Cause so are you familiar? I'm assuming uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza has a book. Yeah. Yeah. How to, I think it's how to stop being yourself or something along those lines. Uh, but it, there's a great story in there where, you know, he talks about these people 
are told to pray for these patients and the you know they group of people pray for these patients and they they document which patients these people are praying for they're and they're all i think they're all cancer patients and the people that get the most prayers were the people that end up healing from the cancer but the study the people they're praying for all of the had cancer like a decade before so they were sending this they were sending their energy essentially into the past to help heal these people because time doesn't really exist in that realm either. And you can really cross your energy across. Like it was fascinating. And, and I really enjoyed reading about that study. So I loved when you just mentioned that I was like, yes, I love, I love that. Uh, getting down. Well, this seems like a really good place to take a break and talk to you about Bravis Brewing. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They are a non-alcoholic brewery out of California, and they have some delightful beers. You might have seen me review some of them recently on my YouTube channel or on the SoberCurator.com where I write beer reviews. Either way, you got to check them out. I just ordered their limited edition coconut porter. That's right, a non-alcoholic coconut porter. I'll tell you, every time I miss a beer that I can't get non-alcoholic, uh, especially in the stout world, they come out with it. Their peanut butter stout, their their seasonal uh, barrel-aged stout. Good on you, Bravas. If you guys want to check out Bravas, it is delicious. You can go to bravas.com. Use code FRIENDREQUEST. That's one word, F-R-I-E-N-D-R-E-Q-U-E-S-T. I've said that a lot. And save 10% off your order on me, guys. So go nuts. Bravas.com, code friend request. Save 10%, drink a little less alcohol, have a, a beautiful day. I'm going to give you back to the show. Okay, bye-bye. Because it's, it's a neat combination of, you know, bringing spirituality and science kind of together to meet and say, like, this, this, is a, this is a pretty secure reality to throw out there. And, and I like that. I like... I just like the idea of that I that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I may be way and off base. I don't know. No, I mean, and they're not too far off base. I mean, I don't consider myself religious, but I yeah. I am deeply spiritual, and I I do feel like you need to find your own way of seeing and thinking about things yeah. uh, while being open to experiences. Because if you think of yourself just this body just this solid structure, the possibilities are very limited. If you think of it um, as a deterministic thing where the next thing you're going to do is determined, like you can only yeah. move this way through space versus when you look at yourself as a probability cloud, it's, it's pretty mind blowing what you can do. And um, there are a lot of uh, meditations that touch upon this because in the meditation realm, you're changing your uh, neurochemistry as well as your nervous system. And you're essentially connecting to the realm of possibility, the, the beautiful soup that is around you and, and bringing forth any possibilities that serve you in this moment. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. That's such a that's such a great way to look at things. Um, well, I'd like to shift, if I could, to the like a little bit more of the business side of things, if I could. Um, from that standpoint. You were you were doing consulting, and then you got into you're managing a yoga studio, and and you're opening your your mind, your heart to all these new things you're learning. What is the what's the point where you realize that you have a, a marketable talent or skill or something where you're like, I want to 
do that. Like I, like even with a goal of helping people, you know, we still have to put food on the table, right? We still have to, we have to have a roof over our head. So like, what was, what was that point where you're like, I, I have a marketable talent or skill or ability that I can help other people see, or I can, you know what I mean? Is, is my question yeah. making sense? Yeah. Well, that's an evolving journey. But the the very first thing I did was I actually have um, journal upon journal of notes that I took as I was experimenting with crystals. I would actually sort of sense and feel and measure into, I found a way to measure my chakras before um, and then after I meditated with crystals. And I did that for a long while. I would, um, through my knowledge of yoga, I would um, just place them on me um, intuitively on chakras. So that was the starting point. And then I just intuitively would go into these meditations. I didn't even think about it as work at the time. Mm. And then what I did was um, my um, mother-in-law and father-in-law were visiting us at the time. And I just, and she's very open. So she wanted to try it. So I put her in a meditation. I you know, placed the crystals on her. I did it with my hands. I did the healing. I just intuitively um, had her go through this guided meditation. And then she, I could tell she went to a different place and she came out of it and she said, she was hearing music that I didn't play. She had been through major trauma. Her her dad left the family when she was three years old. Um, and she was crying, but they weren't tears of sadness. They were There was relief yeah. on her face. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to see what this is going to be. Um, going to be able to offer to other people other than me so that was the starting point and then I started to just offer workshops in in yoga studios which I was still doing up until pandemic I um I have done um like I've seen hundreds of people in group healing uh settings and it's so surprising to me every time like who shows up I've had um fathers show up with their daughters like um this this woman brought her husband and at first thought I was like I don't know what this person is going to get out of crystal healing but I had like feedback sheets that I collected at the end and he wrote the most beautiful thing that I read (laughs) among those sessions he wrote something like the veil lifted and I could be myself again or something like that so um, so then I, uh, with the pandemic and, and I had been sort of, it had been brewing in me for a while. I switched, um, all of my sessions to online sessions. I actually have, um, this room used to be my, um, pri- private session rooms for seeing clients. So pre pandemic, uh, in, um, 2019, December, I, I sort of had this, um, intuition to switch everything to online which i'm so glad oh, yeah. that i did <laughs> Pre, pre-pandemic that's a that's a gold mine <laughs> took everybody else like months to figure that one out yeah and then which <laughs> led me to which was in the in the i had already built um uh a few online courses but then the pandemic gave me time to work on my crystal healing online course 
So I launched that and um, that was pretty popular and all of that. So the online business part, it's still evolving and I'm still learning and I'm still building on it. I now have a membership where I offer crystal healing sessions. I offer three new crystal healing sessions monthly um, that people can take in and ground and meditate with by themselves. So um, I am, first of all, I've discovered a lot of things about myself. I know that if I figure something out, I need to put it into, I like recording it as a course or as a program because I don't like repeating myself. And I know I'll be interested in a whole new set of ideas and tools and things like a week from now. So it's better to put it down. Um, I also know that some things like the membership, yes, I do for the um, resource contribution or the monetary contribution, not necessarily just because of that, but also there are other things. Like I've been um, in the pandemic, I self-published these um, daily practice journals for mantra practice, for uh, crystal healing. I'm now working on another one about gratitude. So I know that I need to create. Yeah. And I don't always give it the burden of providing money, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, even, I mean, even your Instagram feed, and for anybody that wants to check that out right now while while you're listening, because that's the beauty of smart devices, right? Um, which is at a drop of ohm, is that right? Or is it your name? Yeah. No, it is at drop, yeah, it's, a drop of ohm. Everything's a drop of ohm. Okay, A-D-R-O-P. Yeah. Ofom.com. Yeah, right down the center of your Instagram feed. For years now, you just you have the whether it's a mantra or or something else, um, kind of branded right down the center there of all your photos. And and I love. I was going through some of the mantras earlier because with Artist Way, you know, I'm trying to like find some stuff that that I can use as mantras and stuff. So that's. I mean, you've done a great job of that, and and I love that. You know, even through outlets like that, you're able to. Be like, look, I have, I just have this that I want to share with you. Um, and if you want more, like that's available too, but like, here's, here's at least st- some stuff. Um, so what does that transition look like when you, when you start getting clients and everything and where are you at and when did it click if it did that you are are good at what you're doing? Uh, and you, you know, you start booking clients, like, did you wake up one morning and go, holy crap, <laughs> like <laughs> People are interested in, in this this thing that this talent that I have. Uh, and this is, you know, what does that transition look like? And then, what kind of support systems did you have on the back end? Um, given, I mean, given your history with consulting and everything, I imagine you have a pretty good business mind. But was it right from the start that was okay, or did you have a support like financial support from anybody, or what did that look like in the transitional period? And what was that moment like when you're like, oh, I have I have something here. People are like this when you could call yourself successful. I don't know. I think I beat the question into the ground. But do you you get where I was going with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, like I said, it's still a work in progress. Yeah. (laughs) In a lot of ways, because I am um, I am wanting to build something very intentional. And with everything I do, like you were mentioning, the Instagram feed um, or the newsletters, my newsletters are actually in, I 
I'd like to call it intuitively guided. I get these ideas. I might wake up with an idea and then I have to write it down. Um, or I might, you know, have this inspiration to record a video and, and share it. And I do that. Um, I think there is um, the work that calls me is not necessarily what I would say something that I'm worried about marketing. Um, but then I had to learn and manage that in other ways. Yeah. Like I had to learn um, to supplement it so that I can keep my creativity and my juice alive <laughs> while um, being able to keep my lights on yeah. <laughs> in my business. So what that looks like for me is I do collaborations quite a bit. I might partner with other healers. Um, I do affiliate marketing uh, where I um, do promote any uh, pro other programs or things that are going on online that pay me a small fee. Yeah. I also partnered with um, um, another healing organization and I, you know, offered them some um, recorded healings, which they still continue to sell for me. So my um, strategy, if you will, is so that thing, I recorded 10 sessions for them and that's still continuing to pay me monthly. So then that frees up my time so that I can be open to what life wants to birth yeah. through me. Yeah, and that's great. I like and that you're... I was just gonna say, I like that the the other stuff you're doing is still under this umbrella of of your talent and your passion, and and I think that, I mean, that's that's a rare thing to find. So that's really cool that you're able to do that. Yeah. The reason I wanted to do this whole series uh, is because, you know, when you hear people's stories, whether it's uh, energy healing or like running a bank, there's always the the A and the Z, and you don't typically hear the the in between, like the journey of of how to get there. And so I appreciate you sharing all that. And I'm wondering, just kind of in, in closing a little bit, what what advice do you have for people? Now, typically, I ask people what advice they have for people that are uh, thinking about like following their passion and making it into something um, something marketable, essentially, right? But on top of that, with you, I would I would wonder what are your recommendations for people that are interested uh, in energy healing, crystal healing? Like you've said a, a few things that I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm, I want to know more. Um, so what? Where do people start? I mean, I think your website's probably a good spot, but is there are there books you recommend? Is there what what? Where do you recommend people? Okay, let's start with people with energetic wounds like you and I, like the most majority of the population. <laughs> and um, the first thing you can do is go to my website uh, at dropofom.com, A-D-R-O-P-O-F-O-M.com. And I have a quiz called Your Energetic Wounds. And you can pinpoint what energetic wounds you have and how they may be showing up in your life. 12 questions, very to the point. And then I follow up with it with some um, guidance in uh, in a mini email course that you can follow and, and sort of learn more about what is in your soup, what is in your vibrational beingness that yeah. needs some attention and care and healing. And then you can decide whether you want some support or whether you want to do it yourself by all means. And I actually do have an um, 
a free EFT tapping meditation there if anyone was interested in trying that as well. So that's all oh, on that's my cool. website. Yeah. And we'll link to that in the show notes too. So people can just click it yeah. and check it out. I would have come to anyone um, who is either, well, actually two things, who wants to start something new, like a business or a podcast <laughs> or a creative project, or anyone who wants to um, become a parent. That's another one. Uh, just get ready because all of the wounds you haven't healed are going to come up to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like for me, it's become now that the, the main thing that I do in my business is not the business itself. It's not the creative part that I figured out. I mean, it comes, I put the time in that I figured out the biggest amount of time and energy where, where I put my time and energy is simply maintaining my nervous system and dealing with any emotions and wounds that come up. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that's, a constant thing and i can also guarantee you the bigger the um the expansion the bigger the forces that want to hold you back are going to be yeah. so definitely get help definitely get support and know that it's a part of the process that's awesome yeah and i i relate to everything you just said very very much <laughs> as a as a creative person and a creator i i definitely <laughs> believe everything you just said because nothing will shine a light on those things <laughs> quite like putting yourself out there like that so that's, oh yeah yeah that's excellent yeah. advice well thank you so much damla i think i'm out of questions um but like you said everybody can follow you online at a drop of ohm or a drop of ohm.com we'll link to everything in the show notes and and whatnot uh, but I, I I love this, and I'm 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 going to go take that twelve question quiz and find out some things. I like that yes. a lot. That's yes. really cool. And I I want to say one more thing about that. Um, I I have I answered yes to eleven of those twelve questions. Okay. So don't feel bad. It's not <laughs> a uh, competition, or it's not a uh, a thing to uh, make you feel bad. But I want you to have a gauge of what you're working with. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you know the the ACE test? And I do have uh, the ACE questions in there yeah. too, and then I've, I've expanded. Yeah. I was going to say it. I'm like a seven out of ten on the ACEs, so I. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that business. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I'm excited that I got to talk to you uh, and and find out more about what you do and excited i can share this with other people so thank you for taking the time and sounds great thank you justin thank you Damla. enjoy the fun. rest of your day yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> thanks for doing it yeah